by Riverside. Hello and welcome back to The Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad from the previous weeks now. And... Uh, I just want to let you guys know the team took a well-deserved week off. Chelsea's been without power, so she didn't really have a choice. But we are celebrating our annual anniversary, and we wanted to soak in all the finals with everyone. So we just wanted we wanted to take a quick break, one week off after an entire year of no breaks. So it's it's literally been a year with no breaks. It's been a year uh, with nothing off. We're, we're, we're trying to build something here. And we'll be launching the website here this year. We'll be, I promise, we'll be on TikTok. I I, I now have the tab open to create our company's uh, well, second as TikTok. As, as long as the tab's open. So we're, we're, we're there. <laughs> we're getting closer. We're getting closer to it existing. And uh, it was funny. Where I was going with that, though, is we were kind of like that Bill Belichick thing when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, and he started chanting, no days off. No, day, and the whole crowd was like, "Wait, what is? What are we chanting right now in Boston? No day, no days off are good. I like yeah. days off." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on, on that, so if you notice, we've got a new face in with us. It's Josh from Gorp, and with that, he's going to tell us about Street Fighter Six and everything that's going on in that esports yeah, arena. Yeah, baby, talk about esports. It counts, Wes. It counts. It's a sport. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a game. People compete. It, it requires an, an incredible amount of muscle memory. I'm not going to defend video games as a sport. It's already there. I don't have to, okay? Uh, the defense rests, etc. Anyway, Street Fighter Six came out. Last time I was on the show, I talked about Street Fighter and how it was coming out, and I was so excited. It met every expectation and beyond. Brand new characters, a whole, like, this is not like Madden or, like, this garbage uh, craft cheese uh, Call of Duty franchise where we just copy and paste and, like, oh, same gun, let's just put it on a new skin. No, they went from ground up and made a whole new game. An incredible online community and an ability to like test your skills, algorithm to make sure that you are always being challenged. And anyway, I think two months ago or so, they had the competition, the Capcom Cup is what they call it. Street Fighter V, the last game, had its last competition. A man named Jen from Dominican Republic won $120,000. For first place, he played M. Bison, by the way, who is dead. He's no longer in these games. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The next tournament's, I think, in August, and it's a million dollars purse for the first wow. place. It's the most. How long has it been since we had a new out Street Fighter? Oh, I think it's been like three or four years, give or take. Okay. They've Not really milked. GTA 5 and 6. No, not quite as long. I think it's a little more work to make a gigantic city as opposed to a fighting game. But uh, three or four years <laughs> is pretty is pretty sizable considering they they made they took the time to make a really solid system, and, uh, and the online community was the problem with the last game. Anyway, the the point is esports are coming. A million dollars to win. That means you're practicing all day long. And the last guy, his name is Zhen, uh, Z-H-E-N. He gave his little speech when he won his 
his check and he said this is just a video game but it's something that i've committed in my life to and i've got to travel the world i've been all over the world just playing video games with new people new friends new strangers and what's more beautiful than that and it's just like an olympic athlete talking about the fact that they get to go around the world and just play their game i'm not saying <laughs> esports is olympic athlete material i'm just saying it's pretty cool that the the parallels are positive how's that did you say daigo was the best it's daigo, daigo. did you do daigo. that whole thing last time you were here he he is uh, he is one of the best. I'm not sure if he's even close. He didn't win last uh, big tournament. He's won tournaments in the past. He's still a competitor. I've been watching his YouTube videos on like how tos and tutorials. Like just watching him play, you like see what his tricks are, uh, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. in the, In the course of a week and a half, he's he's he is one of the few who's like teaching people across the entire planet how to play the game. Like showing I, mean, I, I used to watch a lot of like Halo tournaments when I was like yeah. 20 years old in the dorms Same or whatever. Work. Like yeah. and there it was it was crazy just like listening to the teamwork between like the number one team on like the yeah. esports circuit. They have grunts like, they and like always, little whistles or whatever. Yeah, they just had like slang <laughs> that they used and they knew like where everyone was at. They like yep. It was a lot of teamwork, and it was impressive. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's here to stay. It's it's not going anywhere. Paying attention is not uh, mandatory, but it's pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> Look, we've all seen player Ready Player One. Pretty soon it will be an active sport and not a sitting down sport. Yes, yeah, pretty soon it'll be people running on treadmills that go this way and that way with VR headsets on. So, Dude, how cool would that it, be? It, I don't you think... have your VR headset and you're a pro athlete in like a 12 by 12 room competing like Dragon Ball style against another human in another 12 by 12 room across the planet with a VR headset on. Anyway. Check out Popcorn and Beers for more of this. But I just mentioned Ready Player One. And there's one that I have on my list for classics called uh, Gamer with Gerard Butler. Where it's a bunch of people Isn't in prison. It? Yeah. <laughs> Gerard Butler and Gamer. Where it turns out there's a bunch of people in prison that are in this video game and they're playing with real human beings. Yep. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> I watched that a while ago. Gamer? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fine movie. It was fine. And, and Wes, speaking of things that you watched a while ago, we're going to talk about golf. Because you're my golf expert. <laughs> and I know Chelsea's got a lot on this as well from her time traveling throughout the Middle East. And yeah. uh, I, I just want to know, where are we at in the world of golfs where so, Jay Monahan bows down, gives up, and sells out to the Saudis and live golf? So this is what makes me sad. The fact that Jay Monahan, who's basically like the commissioner for the PGA Tour, who's been so anti-Saudi Arabia anti-live this whole time uh just goes and essentially makes a backdoor deal doesn't tell any players uh Mm -hmm. with the pif uh the public investment fund for saudi arabia they essentially buy the pga tour jay monahan still has full control but they're essentially like a majority investor and originally it was reported as a live merger live pga tour merger but it seems like that's not really the case 
because um, it seems like the PIF also kind of like went behind Lid Golf's back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Jay Monahan has full control over the PGA Tour and Live Golf. So yeah. most likely he'll probably kill it. He said that the PGA Tour players who didn't go to Live Golf are going to be getting equity stake in the new. That's what it was. Profit. Yeah, That's so they're going to be getting yeah. equity stake in the new for-profit corporation, essentially the new for-profit PGA Tour, because before it was non-profit. Let's see. Oh, yeah, so Live Golf uh, players won't get any of that equity. It seems like he has an axe to grind against the Live players. Um, but their contracts are still guaranteed. He needed to do something because the yeah, Live Golf so. players' contracts are still guaranteed. Yeah, but he has full control over Live, so most likely he's going to kill it. Uh, mm-hmm. And the players will have to come back to the PGA Tour. No point in having and owning two entities that are competing against each other, really. Yeah, it's just, it sucks that essentially Saudi Arabia now owns golf in the United States and Europe. Because it also controls too. the DP World Tour, which is Europe's equivalent to the PGA Tour. No, Josh, that, that deal got uh, – Josh, uh, for the audience, it was Josh, that deal got smashed. That's not going to happen. Uh, there's a new deal in place for WWE, yeah, and I can't remember what it was. We'll see We'll see because currently I think the Senate is forming an inquiry into looking into the deal, so we'll see what happens with that. And this ahead, is Chelsea. where I come in with a little bit of – so definitely unproven as of now, but very strange, very interesting – coincidences and this is why i think it, or there's some facts here that are i think will help kind of fill in a little bit of the gaps but do you guys remember that last july there was a live golf tournament at bedminster yeah okay so on the way to bedminster there were people being photographed taking boxes of things into trump's airplane from mar-a-lago Turns out that those are classified documents. You can check that out. It's all in the in the indictment, in the charging docs. So during that weekend, he also hosted not only um, the the senior leadership of Lip Golf, but also some very wealthy Saudi Arabian princes and things like that, as well as just some interesting characters, shall we say, and held private meetings with them at his club while having these documents somewhere. Right now, by his throne. Yeah, probably right by the toilet. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing that's really interesting is a week after that uh-huh. meeting, Lip Golf threatened to sue the PGA for anti-competitive monopolistic behavior and said, basically, we're going to get you a discovery. So my kind of idea here is when I hear those things, I think that some dirt was given up on the PGA because... We have a man who is in office who likes to be spiteful and petty and also happens to have a lot of interest in this newly formed golf venture, which since it's through the PIF and his son-in-law received $2 billion from the Saudis, I have a feeling he had an in on when that golf venture was going to be created because he owns how many golf courses it starts to get a little weird and a little bit messy, but I think basically there is some really shady shit that, sorry, some shady crap that's been happening with the PGA for a long time in terms of like using some of their corporate funds as slush funds, really, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some, maybe not up to audible, auditable standards. 
that kind of thing. And the, the Saudis had them kind of nailed on that. But then in discovery, both people have to show their cards, right? Both people have to show their sides. So I think that there was a little bit of a tit for ta like talking back and forth about it. Yeah. The PGA realized they were in trouble, that it was going to come out in discovery, probably had a little bit of dirt on the Saudis and the PIF and live golf. And so they kind of just in the very back, you have the, what is he? Is he the CEO, the president of the PGA? So like Jay Monahan, commissioner. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what his title is. But I have a feeling that yeah, it was. It was some like <laughs> commissioner, <laughs> some backdoor meetings because he didn't want to actually admit what's actually been happening with some of the financials over at the PGA. Mm. So yeah, that's why it's... it seemed very sudden. It seemed very fast, but I have a feeling it's actually been going on this whole time. So and it still his, may happen. Go ahead, Wes. His official story, I mean, basically in his interviews, were that between upping the prize, the purse money for the golfers, uh, in response to Liv's uh, prize money, and then the legal fees from the battle with Liv Golf. Uh, they that is what he said. Dry. Yeah, that's the public facing. But yeah. as we all know, like that's what you give to public relations to put out as the press release when the actual internal battles might be a little bit different but that's enough of my galaxy brain soapbox none of that could be true <laughs> all of it could be true but the point is is that yes senator blumenthal is in fact creating a commission to investigate what actually happened in this deal because there's a one a lot of shady crap even without the former president but then you've got the former president and all the indictment docs show a mm, some tenuous threads there that need to be pulled and picked apart. So we'll just mm. leave it I thought that. you were going to hit us with an X-Files reference. I thought you were going to say the truth <laughs> is out there. It is. It is. It is indeed out there. <laughs> but Wes, where you were going with that uh, is, is what else can the Saudis purchase? What else is for sale? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, now that they've taken over golf, essentially, like if, if the U.S. government doesn't like intervene in some way, it kind of opens the door for them to like come after all the other important or all the other large sports in the U.S. like MLB, yep. MLS, NHL, even the NFL. I mean, they have the money to buy the NFL. They're trillionaires. They can buy porn. Right. It... All the porn. <laughs> well, that is one thing that they could buy. I was going to say you... Netflix, but Josh took it right to the hub. Well, they've already kind of like planted their flag in various different ways. Like they've bought a lot of historical buildings in the United States. They have bought like the public-private partnership bridges that because some states just refuse to have complete government funding. They bought some of those bridges. They own public infrastructure in the United States. They own a lot of crazy things in here and like we just don't know about it because you know in our day-to-day -day lives it doesn't generally affect us but they have a lot of financial control and they're kind of taking the position they also own of several looking or, to affect our culture directly they also is it just one premier league team or multiple no they own newcastle they own man city oh, yeah. they own, yeah there's a few i, I named two just now uh i'm trying to think it's, it's like a battle between Americans and Saudis for who's going to own all the Premier League teams. Because the 49ers just purchased uh, a, a team, and I, now it just escaped my brain. 
who, who the hell was Leeds. 38ers. Uh, 49ers just purchased right. Leeds United. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so there's a, a fight right now is who's going to own the Premier League? Is it going to be America? Is it going to be the Saudis? And they're no. they're going back and forth because I think other teams in like the France or like the French League or the Spanish League or anything? Probably. That I, I can't answer. That I cannot answer. I'm sorry. Uh, that one I don't know, but I know that they're trying to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to get their own league off the ground as well, which they have a soccer league, but they want to bring notoriety to it, right? So they've got Ronaldo. They've got now uh, Benzema went over there for like $135 million a year. Like, how can you compete with that? Like, that's like $135 million a year for a player? Insane. What does he do with the Is money? It- retire at the end of two years he's 33 years old they're buying just names at this point you can't just retire no you're not allowed (laughs) thousand year contract (laughs) so when we're talking about all this there's a lot of sadness there's a lot of stress that goes into it however there is also happiness that comes of this and nick taylor won the canadian open with an amazing shot here this week and his buddy adam hadwin decided he was going to spray him with champagne and they were going to celebrate like it was the NBA Finals, and we're gonna get to that later. So his buddy runs onto the onto the uh, green, and he starts spraying him with champagne. And what happens? Security comes out of nowhere, and and Wes referred to it as the Goldberg spear. Gets speared, <laughs> and it comes out. I thought it was just a friend. I I mean, I thought it was just a rando, and I was like, oh, good job, security. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's still taking his job. It turns out it's. <laughs> Adam Hadwin is Nick Taylor's good friend, and he and just a gets professional golfer who played in the tournament, and he just gets destroyed by security, <laughs> laid out while he's trying to spray his buddy with champagne, and that leads me to this, guys. We all know there are people like this in the world, people that just take their job a tad too seriously. No, so I'm gonna lead off, and, and this is <laughs> this has got me on a tangent, but I remember one time. My dad got and, and and looking back on this is terrible. And it, my dad probably is in the wrong because this poor guy is probably making you know like fifteen dollars an hour. But we're going to the movies, and I think my dad had like like a little bit of M and M's left in his M and M bag, and he was just walking in and he, he's trying to give the ticket to them, and it happened to be the manager up there. And the guy's like, "You can't take those in." And he goes, "There's like five M and M's in here." And he goes, "You can't take it in. I'm sorry, you can eat them outside." And he goes, you're going to let me take five M&Ms into the movie? And he goes, I'm sorry, you got to eat them outside. He goes, what are you, the employee of the month? (laughs) (laughs) What he should have done is he should have just taken the M&Ms out of the bag, put it in his hand, and then just like threw the wrapper away and been like, what about now? (laughs) So so that's somebody to me. I was like, okay, man, five M&Ms, you're taking your job a bit too serious. Like no one, the movie theater's not losing money over five M&Ms, I promise. So do you guys have an example of some time or some place where you saw somebody taking their job way too serious? Oh, I've been that guy. I mean, go ahead, Josh. You've been that guy? guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I have slight reason because my, my particular boot camp experience wasn't incredible. It was not fun at all. My guy was new, so he was abusive, but, um, We got our first moment away from our instructor and we're doing like uniform stuff. And like, as a reward, we all get candy bars. Right. And I told, I told, I was dorm chief. I told my guys, we're not eating one piece of candy. We're not doing that because our, our our instructor said, our instructor said, if he finds out we ate some candy, we're done. It's, it's over. 
Like, and I'm like, I'm tired of doing push-ups, dog. We're not doing any more, no candy. No matter what they say, we're not eating candy. So God, like, I hated my dorm chief. They're planning, hate. they're planning to murder me. And then like the, the, the NCO in charge, the, the sergeant in mutiny, charge. Of, like, mutiny, mutiny, Right. The, the sergeant in charge of that facility is like, who told you you couldn't eat candy? And I didn't want to snitch on my dorm chief. Or my uh, my drill instructor, <laughs> so I'm like service before self, ma'am, and she's like, "What's the name of your door, your drill instructor?" And, and then, so I I gave his name away because I couldn't. So he got in trouble, and then everyone hated me. They all ate candy in front of me. I was too stubborn <laughs> to eat my candy bar, and I really wanted that butterfinger. I get home, or I, well, we get back to the bunk. And my drill instructor mm-hmm. knows that I snitched on him, even though I didn't. I tried my best. <laughs> and the rest of my experience was even worse because of me taking my job too seriously. Just let him have a stupid Snickers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wes, you were about to go next. You were about to go next, Wes. Uh, I was just going to say, I freaking hated my dorm chief. He was just like you. He took his job way too seriously. And we all hated his guts. I was terrified, dude. <laughs> we I was tired of doing push-ups. I didn't have any food and I was tired. <laughs> I mean, I have I have too many stories about that to even count, and I just yeah. can't like pick one right now. But I mean, I feel like a lot of them are probably like when I'm drunk and like some bartender or like the bouncer mm-hmm. is trying to kick me out, and I'm like, I haven't done anything, so slur mm-hmm. my words. And <laughs> that's not them taking their jobs yeah, too yeah, seriously. That's, that's them saving the your time. life. At the time, I'm like, this guy's a dick. He's taking his job way too seriously. Just let me in. I'm trying to have fun. No. Chelsea, what about you? Do you have an example of somebody taking their job just way too serious? Oh, I mean, it's probably like the, ma'am, I need to charge you 15 cents for two more yeah. pickles, you know, yeah. on your burger kind of thing. It's, yeah. My other examples were like TSA, but because I have been to the Middle East on like commercial flights, like not for, you know... Cause I wasn't in the air force. wasn't cool. Like you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. my, I get flagged a lot. And so sometimes I feel like the TSA taking their job too seriously, but it's just cause I'm on the list. So no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Chelsea. So, so Chelsea, you're absolutely right. TSA absolutely is on the list of people that take their job. There's always way, not all of them. Not all of them. There's always one or two in the section that think that they're Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're going to stop the next big thing. Mm-hmm. They haven't stopped Go. one thing. What annoys me is like when you're in line and like there's a security line to your right and a security line to your left and yours goes so slow because the TSA agent is focused on checking every bag for like a minute on like the x-ray yeah. screen. And the guy on the other side is just like, they're just going through and you're like, I picked the wrong person. Good. Line. You're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. No, but I never end up in that line ever. What you were saying, Chelsea, though, <laughs> about the pickles takes me back to when I was in high school and I worked at McDonald's. My mm. store manager. So normally I work night shift or whatever. My manager just who's like whatever, dude. Free food. I don't care. I work. Yeah. I work like the morning once and like lunchtime came. I like. I got. I made myself a sandwich or whatever, and then I put like an extra slice of cheese on there. I went through, I paid, it was like 50% off. So the slice of cheese was like 10 cents. And my manager was like, she calls me back afterwards. And she's like, I noticed you have an extra piece of cheese in there. And that's stealing. She's like, we're putting you on probation. And like, she like limited this. my hours to like 10 hours a week or something like this. 
and I was leaving for the Air Force in like three months. I was like, screw <laughs> you, I quit then. I was like, get real. Yeah, you gonna try to do some okay. cheese? Some cheese? <laughs> cheese? You're gonna we talked about a... cheese? You're gonna put me on a write-up. You're gonna put me on probation on an action plan because I put a slice of cheese on my sandwich. Yeah, ten cents. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like uh, the old managers you see in the movies from the 70s that are like, yeah. you know, this is gonna go on your permanent record. Yeah. <laughs> or who's the dude on uh, Coming to America? Wahlberger, the father-in-law. He was uh, okay. shy. No, you're like. talking about McDowell's. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so many stories. Yeah, there's so many stories you could give of somebody just like, dude, come on. You know you're taking this way too seriously. Yeah. Oh, calm down. Breathe. You're good. You're fine. Right. right. So we also had big events, right? We had both finals end, the NBA finals, and we had the NHL finals. Uh, and, and, and in my opinion, we just had the most boring NHL-NBA finals session ever of all time. And Wes, you and I talked about it. You were very hopeful. I'm not going to lie. You were more optimistic than I was. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was right. I, like I said, I don't want to be right here. I hope I'm wrong. But I have a feeling these finals are not going to go well. And sure enough. We uh, let's start in the NHL finals. It's more so, current. It's more relevant right now. The Knights win the that, final game nine to three. Go ahead, Wes. I'm just gonna say that Miami is probably a real sad fan right now. Yes. <laughs> After getting their butts kicked in both finals. Wah, Up and down. <laughs> yes, Chelsea. Right? It was just like it was <laughs> the second and third longest seasons that we have. Crescendo in the most. They like were you both said, eight seeds. They were both eight seeds, and they played like it. Yeah, finally, right? Go ahead, Chelsea. No, I was just saying, like, it... Gosh. I just... I don't feel bad for Miami sports fans right now. I mean, like, maybe just, like, a shred, <laughs> but not really. I'm just, like, good for you for getting there. But, I mean, man, like, there was no... There was no interest. There was no tension. There was no, like... Competition. Oh, watching. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to check the score. But, yeah, I'll save it for NBA Finals. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Cinderella's carriage turned to a pumpkin for all Florida teams. On the same on the same week. We couldn't even get two weeks at it. was just boop, boop. And the same way. The same way. 4-1, mm-hmm. 4-1. It's, it's just insane to me. I'm pretty sure what, it, they also both went up 2-0, and then the Florida teams won a game, and then they lost the last two. Yeah, and I think you're right. Oh, so Wes, you and I were talking about Matthew Kachuk and how good he had been throughout. And in this series, he just seemed, yes, he was getting he was getting picked on. He was getting annoyed and harassed. But he just seemed intent on fighting. Like, he was just going to fight everyone. And at the end of Game 4, when Las Vegas Knights won Game 4, it reminded me of the Mighty Ducks Part 3, where he's like, if you can't beat them, beat them because the Panthers <laughs> broke out and it, it turned into a fight at the end of game four. Like they literally started fighting the Vegas Knights on the ice. And I was like, we've descended into chaos. Not that I mind. I mean, at least it's entertaining finally, but geez, what is going on? Right. So it, it was a whooping up and down West. He also missed game five. So probably because yeah, he was... got into a fist fight in game four. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was a beat down. Both sides, or both sports. 
Yeah, we, we have a lot to look forward to when it comes. The Seattle Kraken looked great at the end of the year. So Las Vegas Knights winning the championship also gives us something to cheer for. Chelsea, why don't you lead the way on the NBA Finals? You know, I feel I feel a lot like Jokic. Like, just, man, I got to get home. <laughs> just, I got to get home. I'm, I'm tired. No, no, no more. <laughs> No, but it was funny though. It was very funny though that like the Denver Nuggets have finally won like their NBA championship on the night that everyone decides to go ahead and boycott Reddit. So there's like nowhere to talk about it since Twitter isn't really oh, like geez. Twitter's not a thing anymore. Yeah. So right. like no, there was just no space for it. So like every single Discord that I'm on was just lighting up with like people like oh, did you see what happened? And it was like, no one cares. <laughs> it's just like the mass response, like every time someone brought it up, because no one cares. It's just, it's just boring. I didn't think the Nuggets were going to do it, because they were just been so boring all year. Like, they have, they just, I don't, so, I just want to go home. <laughs> so here's a little extra trivia. The Nuggets are the first Western Conference team not from California or Texas to win the NBA Finals since 1979. Wow. And you know who won in 79? Carmelo Anthony. Blazers. <laughs> no. Who no, was it? Blazers won in 76. Yeah, that's Blazers. right. Spirit of 76. Sonics? I don't know. Why don't you have your why don't you have your facts prepped? I was asking you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who won in 79. <laughs> yeah, 79 win by the Sonics. Sonics, okay. okay. So you got the Blazers 76 and the Sonics 79. And then it's That's just why... California and Texas since, okay. <laughs> I think uh, Lakers and Celtics have the most championships, yeah. so, since I mean, it's not time, crazy. What's that all about? Go ahead. Time the Lakers have won 11 titles, Spurs 5, Warriors 4, Rockets 2, and Mavs 1. Is it, like, corrupt like the MLB where, like, the Yankees just always had the best budget? Like Lakers and Celtics always have the best. It's budget. rigged. Like, how's that it's work? rigged. It's all rigged. They like yeah. rehearse the games beforehand. <laughs> what was it? Uh, who who said the script? Uh, Arian Foster. <laughs> yeah, Arian Foster. With the, the NFL <laughs> oh is God. scripted. We get the, the script before him, and he was just joking. And so many conspiracy theorists like ran with it. <laughs> and he's, I was kidding. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny when somebody got hurt, Josh. I know you weren't on this show, but when somebody got hurt, somebody was like, "I had to get hurt." It was in the script. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, was it one? Damar Hamlin. Oh, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, Hamlin. And then there yeah, was a meme yeah. saying like Demar Hamlin when he reads the script. Oh for yeah, Monday Night's Bills game. <laughs> when he had the heart attack on the. Video. That's great. Like, Sorry, that's great. <laughs> Micah Parsons Micah Parsons when he reads a script about the Cowboys getting eliminated from the playoffs and he throws it down like that was such a fun time in the NFL like we, we need more people that don't take their jobs too seriously to give us content like that but yeah no you're right about Jokic I mean he's a superstar he's a, an amazing basketball player so analytical and also so boring to watch He's so good. He can't jump, though, but he can see over everything because he's like 7'3". He's an amazing passer of the ball. He can shoot. Go ahead, Wes. Probably the best finals performance or NBA playoffs performance we've ever seen. Mm. It's just... Like, by, by the numbers, yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to appreciate. 
Just like I don't yeah. know if we'll ever fully appreciate Lionel Messi in this country. And he's coming. He's coming to Miami before it goes underwater. Right? Before it and gets And before it. they lose another another finals. <laughs> They're going to lose with Messi in the finals. <laughs> and here's the thing. He got offered almost a billion dollars a year to play in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. which blew my mind. Almost a billion dollars a year. And he, I think he's getting equity in some Apple properties, and I think he's getting equity in Miami FC to make this. Yeah, because Apple owns all the streaming rights for MLS, Chelsea. So Apple actually came in on this deal. MLS came in on this deal. Miami came in to make this deal happen. So the, and we don't know the details, and we probably never will. It's almost like we don't really know how much coaches actually get paid in the NFL. Mm. We just have like whatever they release as far as the details of their contract are concerned. I don't think we'll ever know what Lionel Messi actually got from this deal, but I know he's getting right. an equity stake in the team at the minimum. Go ahead, Chelsea. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that like the MLS and like you know other teams perhaps would consider throwing into this deal because I mean, he is the MVP of the last world cup, right. Which was just, a, you know, a few months ago, that was like eight months ago. So I, I guess that makes sense. It's just, you know, when you, when you talk about throwing in like, you know, the additional sponsors that may have come in on this deal or like media partnerships and stuff like that. It just, it's mind boggling how much money is available for for luring these these players to the United States. And I mean, I guess it's an exciting time for American soccer, which is maybe finally going to see its, you know, more international appeal because no one outside of the United States watches the MLS. Like, that's yeah. it's just not a thing. But there are <laughs> hundreds of thousands, millions of people that watch the, the English Premier League, that watch, you know, like various you know german football la liga football. yeah exactly Syria, so, bundesliga i got you <laughs> so it would be interesting if we can lure some of these international players that have like enough cash up with like the international you know football crowd to get some more eyeballs on what's happening on mls i mean just like you know we had david beckham learning english for us <laughs> thank you brian kilmeade for, for informing us all Imagine, imagine Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, and instead of going to Tampa Bay, he goes to the Canadian Football League. I mean, (laughs) and and he learns English so he can play in Canada. (laughs) Got to learn English. Yeah. (laughs) Then he dominates for ten years. He might just do that in the NFL again. Who knows? Right. But I mean, just like, just like having David Beckham, you know, on on for los angeles like this is kind of a big deal again you know but if we keep doing that if we keep like attracting and retaining talent here in the u.s like maybe maybe the mls games will get just more bigger more i think messi's 10 times bigger than uh beckham than beckham uh, yeah, then then he was, then he was. He I, I truly do. I, okay, Chelsea. I know he's a beautiful man. I find him beautiful as well. Beckham's <laughs> beautiful. All right, I get it. But I, I think in terms of fame, like we're we're definitely not getting any underwear commercials from Lionel Messi 
when he comes over to America, like we got from David Beckham for the Levi's commercial, where he uses his Levi's to what was it? He like a uh, uh, what's it called? Zip line down, and he's wearing just his underwear, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, David Beckham's so hot! I'm so glad he's in America. I'm so glad he learned English to be here." Uh, but but that aside, us all finding David Beckham dreamy, Lionel Messi, I think, is just a bigger star. I think he yeah. has the go biggest ahead star in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the most followed. I think he he tops even Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, and now if we could just build like that Ronaldo, that cursed Ronaldo statue for Messi here, like I think that would just be the appropriate tribute. Just you know, make sure he has one as well. So I'm hearing that it actually has ignited interest from other European players to include Ronaldo, who's not necessarily getting the experience he wants out of Saudi Arabia for his family. Whoa, big surprise. His wife doesn't like it there. <laughs> and so he's looking into now the MLS and what can the MLS do for him. Neymar tweeted out my least favorite tweet, which is the eyeball emojis all over the place when he saw Messi's deal. It's, it's going to bring a ton of interest. And here's the thing. Here's how we know we're fully expecting these games to blow up. The ticket prices went from $29 a ticket prior to Messi to $477 a mm-hmm. ticket. Post Messi. That's NFL territory. Yeah. It's, and that's like up in the nosebleeds too. So like this is above and beyond NFL territory. It's like and mm-hmm. like four seventy seven is now the entrance price for yeah, a ticket. I mean that's I mean some of the top NFL teams, like the Seattle Seahawks, like when like a few years ago, they were commanding like four hundred for the nosebleeds. Not anymore, but I mean the top teams, yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insanely it's crazy it is crazy that's the perfect words Wes and you know what else is crazy Josh where were you when the Oklahoma women got their third straight trip oh I was uh at uh trivia night at my bar where I work work at a bar brewery and um they insisted where's that located Josh Josh where's that located in Oklahoma (laughs) thank you just east of Tulsa more importantly it was in Oklahoma Sooner State and such, <laughs> and uh, the Oklahoma girls got screamed at in a positive way. There was a lot of cheers uh, for the <laughs> three in a row, three years in a row. And I was wondering, like, you guys would have more knowledge about this. These ladies are killers, right? Three mm-hmm. championships in a row. What happens after they graduate? They just become doctors or what? Like, So they're trying doctors, to get right? a – yes, Chelsea, yes, nailed it, yes – but they're trying to get actually a women's professional softball league off the ground here. And it actually does exist. I think they have four to eight teams right now professionally that are playing. They're working on investments. They're slow playing it and they're taking lessons from failed leagues they've had in the past. And they're taking lessons from NWSL, which is the national women's soccer league to try to, I'm still waiting on my Jersey, Chicago red stars bought it months ago, but I did buy the, I, I I did buy like the limited edition pre-order. Black and uh, black and. <laughs> well, you're also asking for it to be shipped, like not like another state away, but like a whole other side of the country or the yeah. side of the planet away. So yeah, that's like dollars, dude. It's stuck in customs. <laughs> Exchange rates, bro. Could be stuck in customs. I'd go to a softball game, pro softball. Yeah, know. totally. I would I, love that. I'm so mad that 
it's come all the softball activities come on so late here. I can't watch. And softball World Series is one of my favorite events to watch. Yeah. So it was good. I'm, it was I'm, a good game. It was yeah. There's so much fun to watch. They get so into the game. I'm so I, if you're approved, get out. Like we don't need you in our sports. Go away. If you're like a yeah. oh, keep the game the way it's shut up. No, I want the fun. And the women's dugouts, like the Tennessee dugout, was so yes. much fun. Every time they yes. made a play and they were partying and they were happy for each other. It, like seriously, if you're approved, get out. I want fun. I want the fun. I want the fun. Yeah. Go ahead, Chelsea. No, I think it's just so cute how they show like they yeah. they'll bring like crazy hats and like pom poms yeah. and stuff, and they'll they'll actually cheerlead for each other, and they'll like get things going, and they'll like throw stuff up into the like the first couple rows so people can cheerlead with the dugout and stuff like that. Like, there's not a lot in general in the world to be very happy and excited and enthused about, and yeah. like you know. Would I mind having, you know, players in the dugout at Major League Baseball games absolutely going nuts for every time, like, you know, someone did, like, a strikeout or, like, scored run or something? Absolutely. It would be great. We need to, like, pump each other up and have fun when we can have it because once you leave the park, the real world kind of sucks. So, I mean, it's nice. Right. Well, you guys, when it comes to WNBA, are huge fans of Sabrina Ionesco out of Oregon, of course. And the New York Liberty formed a super team, like an absolute super team. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're six and three. And I know that's not terrible, but the WNBA short uh, season is not long. It's a short season. So. Is this they, they also haven't been playing like a supers team with Brianna Stewart out there? Is there any concern for the Liberty, or do you think it doesn't matter and, and they're gonna take the NBA approach and handle it when they get to the playoffs? I'm not really sure. So I haven't I haven't been able to pay as close of attention because like my sports channels are just kind of wackadoodle and nobody's showing it. It's not shown on like the main channels. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to follow. So I'm not really I'm not entirely sure. All I know is I'm really looking forward to going to games. Um, yeah. You know, even if they have a stinker of a season, like who cares? Who cares? Well, I'm an Aces I'm... fan, so I really don't care. The Aces <laughs> just keep crushing. Aces lo- finally but... lost their first game last week, and I was angry. I wanted to see like the dream season. I wanted them to just keep crushing teams. Would just go perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been great, but. I mean, I am looking forward to seeing how, like, some of these players, I, you know, I really should. We have a whole sports podcast. I should probably be looking at, like, highlight reels and stuff like that from the games. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just excited to to go see it in person and uh, see how yeah. Sabrina does, like, as a pro. I need to way out for a, for a Seattle game here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you missed mm-hmm. the retirement of Super's jersey. They just had yeah. that last week, too. Dude. And they looked amazing. Super to Mega Rapino looked amazing on their way to the Jersey retirement ceremony. Like Super was wearing like the dopest green suit like ever. <laughs> it was check that out. Yeah, that would have been fantastic to go to. They were together, right? Yeah, they were together. Yeah, okay. They're the <laughs> cutest, the cutest couple. But like I can I for some reason I always like think that they're with other people who are famous in sports. <laughs> no, they were actually actually at the cracking games in the playoffs too together. Right. Nice. Yeah. 
They're massive. They're massive. What do you guys call yourselves in Seattle? Seattans? What do you guys Seattleites? <laughs> Seattleites. Yeah, they're massive yeah. Seattleites. Like they're at all the mm-hmm. big events. They massively support the city of Seattle. So it was cool to see Sue Bird get that honor because she really might be the best player. Well, Ken Griffey Jr., I guess. So probably up there with Ken Griffey Jr., though, as the best players in the city's history. Go ahead, Chelsea. In the city's history. Okay, because I was just going to say, like, in the WNBA, like, that kind of, like, initial class was incredible. I mean, Diana Taurasi's still playing. She's still playing. Like, it's nuts. But her and Sue Bird and, like, all the – like, you know – Cheryl Miller, like just these women who are just so phenomenal and such a force, like what a way to like start a new league, you know, just have them just be so strong and so powerful and so watchable and just to see it evolve and continue and grow. It's really exciting. Absolutely. Wes, did you have anything? Sorry. Oh, no. I mean, I, I agree. It's been really good just watching. So, and I need it. Like I said, I need to make my way out to a game. So. Absolutely. And it's at the same stadium that you visited so many times for the Kraken. I know. <laughs> so you know the way. I don't Get have on it. <laughs> I, I'm so happy that so many of you have found the way to our show. We're back. We're going to be doing this, I promise, for weeks in a row again. Weeks and weeks in a row as we build, as we build. We appreciate you all tuning in, and we will see you next week, sad fans. Thank you so much.